This Chicago Bears betting preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports has given away $14 million this NFL season. Sign up in Vegas and play from anywhere. Get all the info at circusports.com. We're also brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Football. Da bears. Da bears. Da bears. Da bears. Mini Dicka. Da bears. Ryan, I'm worried that we. Da bears. Some of our audience, the the younger, the young whippersnapper DJs, may not even know the Da Bears sketch that was uh, that was really just an all time classic Saturday Night Live. Chris Farley, multiple multiple heart attacks. It was just uh, back when they were good. Yeah, back when oh. they were good, dominant. I mean, that 1985 team. Colby and I were uh, breaking down some film of that 85 Bears team. I mean, you look at the teams they. I think they had two shutouts in the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl, where they, you know, put it on um, the New England Patriots. It was like what 41 to 10 or something crazy. Uh, and tough time for the AFC. And that was the debut of uh, prop bets because they had they listed a bet on whether or not. The fridge would score a touchdown, and I think it paid out like eight to one, and that was the debut of coming up with interesting uh, Super Bowl prop bets. And gambling's uh, been amazing ever since. Yeah, I mean, just for reference, they beat the Giants twenty-one nothing that year in the playoffs. The Giants went on the next year to dominate the league and beat the Broncos by like four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, no, and they they only lost one game that year. I think it was to uh, the Dolphins. Uh, Danny Marino having a pretty good game against them, but yeah, it was that they were just a dominant team and uh, what do you think? Struggles. What do you think, Mike? What do you think, Mike Ditka would do if he pulled up to a Northwestern car wash? Maybe he leaves the, the windows down. <laughs> That's the kind of guy Mike Dick is. Hey, speaking of uh, football guy, Northwestern, uh, we just taped a uh, bonus college football episode, college football preview with our good boy uh, Philly Steel. That will be dropping on the feed later today, as well as our, uh, you know, uh, the, the two days continues. So we're putting out three podcasts today. It is uh, just complete domination. And uh, speaking of us dominating, sportsgamingpodcast.com/slash Patreon. Sign up to. Day, do your part in the war against corporate gambling. You get Kramer's spreadsheets. You get the bonus episode, the SGP Stories podcast that should be dropping soon. You get access to all the uh, Patreon contests, including including thousand dollar NFL win totals contests up for grabs. Very fun format. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get all the info there. Kramer, let's talk uh, 2022 Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Not a great run, as you nailed it. I mean, you had them going three and 14, Ryan. Sean, please. (laughs) Please. This is not something we just say three and 14. (laughs) We look back at the actual. They were two and three. We look back at the actual quadrants. Here's the best part I had them starting two and three. Two and oh, two wow. in the first quadrant. See, this f- is why the spreadsheets are great. Oh, and four in the second quadrant. One and three in the third cu- quadrant. Oh, and four or, or one and four in the final. Wait, no, that oh, and four. Oh, and five in the final quadrant. So, 
Yes, not a good year for Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Depending on uh, where you're pulling it from, they were five and eleven, and five eleven and one, five and twelve. Either way, one of the worst teams against the spread. Their win total was six and a half. They went under. Obviously, Kramer, you nailed that. I was slightly uh, above market uh, with. I had them going eight games. Uh, the defense was horrible projection. The defense was really bad. There. Yeah. Their DVOA was 30th. Their offensive DVOA was 25th because of Justin Fields' running ability. That was about it. Defensive DVOA 32 by like a wide margin. Does Justin Fields wear a right a white ribbon and stand with running backs? Stand with running backs. He might. He might have him and Jonathan Taylor are going to hold out together. 1100 yards, pretty impressive. Uh, that, that is. I mean, he had some awesome plays. It's just the there's just there's no consistency uh, yet in the passing game. Fourth most turnover worthy plays. Yeah. Uh, Somehow he was ranked 36th out of 41 eligible passers, PFF passers. PFF. Yeah, which, when you're when you're when you're when you're pointing out that there again, there's usually 32 quarterbacks. Obviously, well, there's uh, 32 teams. 32 teams. Yeah, if you're if you're below 32 at any sort of QB metric, obviously a red flag. Now, a, now their estimated wins were 4.9. Their Pythag wins were five. They were one of the teams that underperformed their Pythag. Uh, by one of the widest margins yeah. last year. It's called. Let's so, go. That's what happens when you get to near the edge, yeah. right? You're gonna you're gonna see greater over or under performance when you get these teams that go all the three wins is impossible to project. Yeah. Right. So you're never gonna have Unless an engine Kramer. that says, "Oh, a three win team overperformed." So I, I I'll just throw <laughs> that out there because I do think it's worth noting when you're talking about regression with teams that dwell at the bottom or the top, you do have to at least be observant of the fact of how. You know, everyone likes to pretend they're smart and say things like long tail without actually understanding shit. <laughs> when when you have when you have an outlier result, of course it's gonna look like it was an outlier result. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah. TJ in the YouTube chat pointing out the Bears lost 10 straight to end the game, got swept by the Packers. Justin Fields threw for two hundred yards. How many times, Ryan, if you had to guess? Oh not man. I mean his more than two hundred yards. More than two hundred yards twice. Yes. Wow. I'm so locked in. 130 yards. So locked in. 130 uh, yards per game for the old Justin Fields there. Again, obviously the the Pythag, they were one and seven in one score games. They really figured out ways to lose, but they were actually kind of lucky when it came to field goal luck, fumble luck, that kind of stuff. So that actually might hurt them if you're looking at overall regression stuff. The pro and they and they did in their defense. Um, they did play one of the, I think, hardest schedules yes, in the league. That's accurate. But opponents uh, had the highest win percentage last year. But again, again, though, when you give them, when you provide thir- 14 wins to yeah. your schedule, <laughs> You're also you are healthy. doing more than your part. Well, yeah. And looking back at it, I guess it's not a shock that 2022 was kind of a dead year for them. They ate $93 million in dead cap. Most. Smart. Most in NFL history, right? Yeah, so they, giving your Giants a run for their money. They were moving forward with the team. It, it's smart, right? That's yeah. how you move forward. You, but, you just kind of have to but, eat a bad year. But when you look at their active spending this year, they're still in the bottom ten. Active yeah. spending, of course, is like w- what are you actually spending on your team? So yeah, maybe they're still dealing with a little bit of dead cap situation. But I, I think, you know, I get I, the Bears are one of these teams. When you look back, you're like, oh, okay. We're optimistic because Justin Fields is a badass athlete, and we got the right. I don't. I can't even say that we got the right smart GM, even though his name's Ryan. Shout out to Team Ryan, and for the, all the people that have sent me the Ryan Hangout videos, thank you. <laughs> I was already aware. That was pretty fun. Yeah, video. just it's just the, a bunch of Ryan. Best part together. is the name tags all saying Ryan. <laughs> that, that, honestly, that was that was the kicker for me. I so I here. I've listened to three. I've listened. I've listened and consumed probably a half dozen bits of preview content on the Bears. Okay, and it is disgusting the amount of <laughs> two of two of these sources acted as if this was a positive outcome last year for the Bears. Acted as if they are on the path to building a franchise because everything is smart and makes sense. And I, I'm honestly, I'm confused at that statement because. What is smart about trading a first round pick for Chase Claypool? No, that's it, not smart. What is? I don't want to jump ahead, uh, but so I look at last year and I wonder why everyone is so fucking optimistic. I know I'm a hater, and yes. I even thought I was going to be high on them, Sean. I went back early win totals. I leaned over on the Bears. 
the and the DJ Moore trade for them, I thought was a good trade. I thought they got a a decent haul there. But again, to your point, that offsets that really bad Chase Claypool trade. The haul also includes picks next year. Yeah. So so like th- those no, picks won't help like, this I year. I think I think it's a good move for the franchise yes. overall. Yes. But again, defense was But winning the draft doesn't help you this year. Like winning the draft and getting picks for next year doesn't help you this year. Defense was 32 in EPA per play by like a wide margin. So the Oh, don't worry. They signed a couple linebackers. Sean, shout out I, I love Edmonds. I like I like I like TJ Edwards. He was fun on the Eagles team. He's a solid reliable tackler. He's a he's a glue guy that, that you maybe put in your foundation. He's not like a beam that you can He's he isn't the foundation, right? He's the he's like the guy that glues together a couple of things in the foundation. To me, it it all comes down to the defense. I do think their passing gets slightly better because it just has to. Wow. But I don't know if I don't know if um, but that's everyone's argument is they were so bad, like they were so close to the bottom, they were so close to the yeah. the limit of what's possible. They have to bounce back, right? They have to bounce back. Why wouldn't they bounce back? Well, highlight what their big problems were last year. I think receiver talent. Definitely so I, I I agree with you. I think upgrade getting DJ Moore in yeah, there is I going to help. I think that's going to be helpful, and I think. Having some consistency with Justin Fields, another year in the system, that kind of stuff. E- yeah, now Eber I don't Flus we like. I don't think it's going to go crazy, but Get I, think, I like. do think it's going to be better than last year. I think they're going to have more than two games where they pass for two hundred yards. Uh, that's my prediction. Because not a, not Justin Fields is going to process things faster, holds the ball longer than any any quarterback in the league. No, He's I mean gonna, really, la- like last year, I liked him as. Like an outside long shot MVP bet because I like last year is supposed to the year where you make jump, uh, Ryan, to your point, processing. We saw it with Jalen Hurts. We didn't see it with Justin Fields. We just didn't. I hate that. I, I mean, I like his electric playmaking, and I think I I mean, dude, the I guy like made some insane, electric. insane fucking plays where yeah. you go, Oh my God, look at yeah. that. Uh, as a guy who started him DFS fantasy a yeah. bunch of times, and he has, I still think he has a ton of fantasy value because this defense doesn't seem like it's done much of anything to get way better. Like they, they haven't really adjust um, th- th- how bad they were at getting pressure. They haven't really adjusted getting like a top tier. Like why not roll the dice and you know try and get Bradbury or Darius Slay if the Eagles like. Th- Toss them a ton of cash. Maybe their maybe their approach is almost too long term, but I, I don't think they did much of anything. I mean, every advanced defensive metric, they're 29th or worse, except they were 24th in explosive run defense. But you could argue <laughs> like you're not gonna have explosive runs when you're running out the clock against this Bears team. So So they're past defense. Yeah. Dreadful. Like again, off the charts. So it's got to bounce back. What if it only bounces back to 31st? They couldn't rush the passer last year. So let's just like thesis, right? Like they couldn't rush the rush the passer, and they didn't have a great secondary. They literally did nothing to address the secondary. So again, it's like, and I hate like we're to work right now. Like this is this has got to feel like we're waterboarding J Mark as he sits backstage. <laughs> He's waiting in the in the waiting room, just list, chomping at the bit. Listening to Can't me. wait to go. Toe to toe with our points. He can he he can't he can't see it, but he can smell the steaming shit I'm taking <laughs> on the Bears. All right, Ryan, let's uh enough enough torture for Justin, aka J Mark. Hey, you know what would be torture for me personally as a gambler? Having an amazing season, picking NFL games against the spread, and not being in the Circuit Millions contest. Are you kidding me? But imagine just like dominating your work pool. And you win $300. Oh, wow, that's fun. I could have won millions and millions of dollars. They're giving away $14 million over at Circa Sports. Circa Millions Contest, AKA Picking Five Games Against the Spread. Circa Survivor. You guys know how to win an NFL Survivor Contest. We're going to do a, another NFL Survivor episode where we walk through the grid, take down the NFL Survivor. Again, uh, it's so much fun to get involved in these contests, and it's easy. All you gotta do between now and uh, when sign up date closes, which is right around uh, opening kickoff there, NFL Sunday, perfect excuse. Go out in Vegas, sign up. You can play from anywhere the rest of the season. We're gonna be there August 24th to the 26th, aka Ultimate Sign Up Weekend. Just head over to CircusSports.com to get all the details. CircusSports.com. 
joining us on the line. You know him from the old fashioned football fantasy podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mr. Justin Mark, aka J Mark. What's happening, Justin? What's up, guys? I don't I don't have like a uh cat scream like Kramer oh, wow. does. The bears, there's no bear growl. But I got bear down, Chicago Bears. We're gonna fight, <laughs> fight, fight for victory. That's all oh, I got. <laughs> well, J Mark, you you heard a lot of negativity coming out of uh, Kramer and I while we were previewing the Bears. I don't think when we actually walk through the schedule, I don't think I'm gonna be quite as negative as Kramer, but I'll admit, like, you know, from our fellow prognosticators in the sports gambling space to to Bears fan. Uh, in general, excitement seems to be pretty high. So, give us the optimism surrounding the Bears this season. So, I think what really happened is I told you guys that I was going to take a drink of whiskey to represent old-fashioned football every time either Kramer blatantly <laughs> dissed the Bears or you brought up the Eagles. To be fair, you only brought up the Eagles once. Yes. But well, T.J. Edwards, Edward. got, yeah. Well, yeah, and I did mention fair. the Bradbury slay. Maybe I will those- say I do have a go. note. <laughs> I do have a note here that says once again people unfairly comparing quarterback to Jalen Hurts for some fucking reason. It's true. I mean, because Jalen Hurts has improved every year as a passer. Well, why am I defending Jalen Hurts? Did we? Side? Did you see improvement in the passing game from Justin Fields last season? I mean, it was really hard to see improvement with that offensive line okay. and the receivers. Everybody leaves out the fact that those receivers couldn't get open to save their lives. Chase Claypool couldn't learn the offense and get on the same page. Darnell Mooney is not a number one wide receiver. I like Darnell Mooney as a wide receiver too, or a slot guy, but he is not a lead receiver on a team. That's what I loved about bringing DJ Moore in. I think one of the reasons, and I've made the same comparison to Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, what helped them elevate their game? The team started building around him. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs, Jalen Hurts to get AJ Brown, and look at what he did. Now, I'm not saying Fields is going to make that big of a jump, but I think it's definitely going to help when you have a guy like DJ Moore. And then they, they did a lot on the offensive line. I think that kind of gets undersold. I know people kind of bitched about the Darnell Wright pick, but I mean, a guy named Will Anderson, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, yes. said that Darnell Wright was the best tackle he had to face. So I think people undersell his talent. He was my top tackle. Tackles struggle. Yeah, Darnell Wright, I think, was a good pick. I still think Andrew Thomas sucked his first year. Yeah, yeah. And I still think, you know, ETR has their offensive line ranked 26. I think they I think they are better than that. But I do think the offensive line probably leans more towards being a a running team uh and 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 better at the run blocking. And to Kramer's point, even if they are good tackles, sometimes they do struggle with pass protection early on in their career. And I think if the Bears are to have success, you gotta lean on that running game and lean on the design run stuff with Justin Fields. Ryan, we we're talking draft picks. Let's let's yeah, bring let's, up well, and the, real quick, worth noting because I, I will say this that I I don't know if it was PFF or, or somewhere else, but Justin Fields also let he led the league in elusiveness when it came to eluding sacks, but he also led the league in creating sacks. Does hold on a, to the ball, aka running into a sack, like getting himself into a sack where the tackle wasn't at fault. It's just that Justin Fields created it. So uh, you know, again, his, it's it's a mental. I feel like the with Fields, it's all about the mind. If the mind can take a step forward, I agree. The body's amazing. I mean, he's a god. He's a <laughs> He, he's a. I mean, it's getting real excited. I just watching a quarterback run over another man is, yeah, is something it's, it's hard to deny as a man. Watching another man just completely run over a man—that that's impressive. So, so a couple of the stuff we've already hit on: T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, trying to seal up the the defense. There did bring in uh, Bobby Tunyon, sneaky uh, pickup there for an anytime touchdown or first touchdown bet. Paid a lot of money to Cole Komet, who, by the way, his sister's dating Lucas Van Ness, <laughs> yes. a Packer. We learned that on the Packers on preview. the Packers preview. Uh, uh, Deonta Foreman kind of filling in for losing like David, him. Uh, David Montgomery. Yeah, I. I 
I do. I but also I did. I thought David Montgomery was solid, so maybe slight upgrade there. Did lose uh, Riley Reef. I don't know our offensive tackle Riley Reef. I don't know if that's a huge loss for them. Uh, brought in uh, Gervin Dexter, defensive tackle. Maybe he pops and and um, and, and does something there for the defensive front seven as well as the Darnell Wright pickup. But what as far as uh, guys you brought in or, or guys you got rid of, who's most exciting for you, uh, Justin? Well, I think for key departures, you can probably narrow it down to two names, David Montgomery and Nicholas Morrow, right? Everybody else is like, were they really making a difference? Um, As far as we brought in, I loved a lot of the uh, acquisitions we made, starting with the linebackers, Edmonds and Edwards. Um, Eberflus has said like, yeah, we agree that our pass rush was not good last year. And maybe we didn't get a game changing defensive end, but we're going to build this linebacking core in this defense around the linebackers and cornerbacks doing their job, which creates a pass rush. He's had experience building it that way before, and that's what he's going to focus on. Um, I loved taking Roshan Johnson, uh, the Darnell Wright one I already talked about, and then Dexter and Zach Pickens. I think those guys are going to be wreckers in the, uh, the middle of the line there as far as stopping the run, something we really struggled with. And then just for just to switch a little bit to fantasy football, Tyler mm. Scott is a name that I'm getting very late who I think they're going to have him run the ball and sweeps. They're going to have him line up at the slot. Whoa, He's a very that, speedy guy that is burning everybody. Slot, in practice. That was a slot. I will say I did. <laughs> I, I, uh, I drafted my first Tyler Scott, Justin Fields team. And I have been reading it. Of course, you know, I'm grinding that training camp. Tape, Sean. Well, and, and he's been showing up. And and speaking of uh, fantasy, obviously you, everyone should subscribe to Old Fashioned Football, talking fantasy football and whiskey, uh, with Justin and his wife Miranda. Now, um, Roshan Johnson. I know Andrew Rob from the Fantasy oh. Football Podcast has been pounding the table for Rock him. Hard. I still think uh, Khalil Herbert kind yes. of uh, undervalued, maybe lost in the shuffle. What do you make of the, the running back situation? And they brought in Deonta Foreman. So obviously that hurts Khalil Herbert a little bit there, but what do you make uh, of the running back situation uh, for the bears specifically for fantasy? Yeah. Fantasy wise. I'm not as high on them because I do think everybody's going to get a touch, right? I yeah. mean, you're going to have Roshan, you're going to have Khalil, you're going to have Foreman and not to mention fields is going to take a lot of those um, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So fantasy wise, if you can get them late at great value, that's, that's awesome. But Roshan's been going a little bit too high for me personally. Yeah. It does seem like it's a classic. Oh, this guy's a rookie. He's flashing. And again, people forget with rookie running backs, you have to be able to pass protect to get on the field. And sometimes that takes them a little bit to figure out. Smart front offices should be taking a new running back every year in the late rounds. And so when the fantasy community hypes them up because of some quality he has, I mean, again, always a red flag when you didn't really even play in college a ton because you were behind Bijan Robinson. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, to me, Khalil Herbert has shown us he has an ability to find blocks. He did it in college too at Virginia tech. When I, when I watched him and it was, it, he just has that knack and Deonta Foreman, when he's been healthy, he's a, he's it's hard for him to stay healthy, but when he's healthy, he was an elite prospect. If I'm not mistaken, he was a five star at Texas. Uh, and, and like he, his, his career has just been shattered with injuries, but man, he, he was really good for that Panthers team last year. So yeah. I, I would, and, be, and I would with, be in fairness. I would with be a excited. good run bo- blocking O line. I think Foreman yeah. and Herbert who Herbert's good at like yards after contact, uh, whatever that stat was like yards after initial contact, he was right up there top of the league. So I, I do think they're going to be able to run the ball. You get that play action going. I think there is some optimism for the offense to me, the defense, they did some stuff, but I still think uh, kind of behind the eight ball overall. Uh, TJ in the chat again, uh, Packer fan, uh, bringing a lot oh, of notes wow. for the uh, Bears preview. But shit, have you, uh, Justin? I'm assuming you saw this as a Bears fan. Offensive tackle Darnell Wright accidentally prepared for the uh, conditioning test for wide receivers, so he came in in like amazing shape. <laughs> he instead of doing, they must have sent That's a awesome. doc. Uh, that had uh, all like O line conditioning, receiver conditioning. Oh, just man. did the receiver well, that's conditioning. Something my daughter would do. <laughs> so, I you saw that. that. You saw that story, Justin. I did, and Coach Flew said that he even break a sweat doing the <laughs> offensive line conditioning yeah, test because like, he prepped for the receivers. So. 
Might be a any little chance, light. any chance they're tipping their hand there uh, with some possible tackle eligible plays. Maybe, maybe that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that, but for sure. And uh, always fresh, never soggy, not to bury the lead here and jump right to gambling, but said bears on the list of a rush touchdown each game at plus 7,000. I've already taken that bet. Highly Ooh. recommend it. Ooh. They had 11, 11 games out of 17 last year, six of the last nine. And this team is built to run. That's what they're going to do. Run it down your throat. So right. I assume um, you're scribing that Sean, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause again, these are, I'm not going to say a sucker bet cause it's 70 to one. So we know what we're getting into. Cause it's essentially a 17 game parlay, 17 yeah, leg yeah. parlay. Probably but, not the best odds. I like it. They're always going to get one rushing touchdown, right? Justin? No, this just means it this, feels like it. You yeah. know what this is? This is me. This is I, showing. I like, I like it. This is showing that our audience is reading all the fine print. Yeah. Only. You're getting in the book and you're, and you're like, just like water, you're finding all the deep cracks to look into. So, so kind of before we hop into the schedule here, a couple notes, uh, 13 days, net rest difference, uh, positive there for the bears. Second largest in the league, six easiest schedule via uh, just the win total. So I do think I do think so that I think there is some regression stuff and you would expect that with a three win team. I do think the schedule is more favorable. The issue is it feels like it's priced into the number, right? Like um, Chicago is one of six teams since 2000 with an over under win total of four and a half wins yeah, more perfect. than they won the prior year. And only two of those six teams went over now. And most of those situations where they, there was a four and a half win difference. It was because of a, a major QB injury, but let's, let's okay. Talk. Yeah. So I have that nugget actually like that. Okay. Like th there's only been, I think three instances of this over the last uh, 20 years that involved this type of adjustment without like you're, you're describing a critical change to quarterback, whether brand new quarterback or injury of starting quarterback. So that's interesting too. Cause not only that, but we're basically getting the whole, like the whole staff, every, there's actual continuity here, uh, which is generally a little bit uh, different when you see this kind of reaction. I think, I don't know, I guess again, like I will, con I will concede that the bears did upgrade their their offensive situation has been upgraded. Yeah. Whether or not the processor can take advantage of it, that's another question. But what I will also say <laughs> is they did not upgrade their ability to to get after the quarterback, only 20 sacks last year, and they did not upgrade their secondary. And so um, Oh, what what the hell is that? How, how can you say that? We got Tyreek Stevenson in the second round out of Miami. <laughs> there you go. Do what do you what do you expect out of Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Justin? I actually think they're he's gonna win that. Um, cornerback two job. Um, they're going to be able to move Kyler Gordon back into kind of a, the nickelback, which he excels better at. So, I, I mean, to me, I think that we did improve that, that defensive backfield. And um, yeah, I mean, of course I am a, a hopeful fan. I've <laughs> gone to bat for guys like uh, Mitch Trubisky, Jay Cutler. I've argued <laughs> so much over oh. Jay Cutler. <laughs> um, so so take it for what it's worth, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm always a hopeful fan. I like it. All right. Uh, any other, any other big nuggets you want to get in before we start walking through this division? I just think people are kind of underselling the, the improvements they did make. I know it's not huge names. I get it, but I think they, they have the right process and, and coach Fluce really seems like a guy that the players love to play for. I think that's important. Saying Coach Flus does sound very intimate. I like well, that. and and Matt Eberflu, I I do think has a good no, Coach Flus. Coach Flus does have a good situation for Coach of the Year, although the market the market agrees because he's second oh, in yeah. odds for Coach of the Year at eleven to one. I don't think there's a ton of value there. But again, when you only win three games the previous year to come up to eight wins or nine wins, that's that's coach of the, uh, the year material right there. The win total set at seven and a half. Make playoffs plus one seventy two. Miss playoffs minus one ninety. Division four to one. Conference thirty to one. Super Bowl sixty to one. Kramer, let's uh, let's start walking. Let's start talking schedule for the Chicago Bears. Do, do, do they have better Super Bowl odds than the Giants? I mean, what are we? They're, they're right neck and neck, and yeah, uh, they do. As they the do. chats, what, what are we? As are the we chats pointing here? out, they did go zero and six in the division last year. Yeah, yeah. Which, but uh, you mentioned the net rest stuff. They do actually have three divisional games with 
a uh, three day or, or more uh, rest advantage. So may, maybe they can solve that. And I, I did before we started, I did one last thing. They had four games last year where they had the ball with less than three minutes down only one score and they all ended in turnovers. So, uh, you know, some of the one score luck, they shot themselves in the dick. That that's my uh, the, just put tying a bow on that thesis. More more hate towards the regression army. All right, Bears twenty twenty three new year. Not looking in the windshield anymore, Sean. No, Bit, or sorry, not looking in the rear view. Looking in the windshield. Packers <laughs> to open the season. Imagine being a Bears fan and you're feeling good, and then you see that you're laying points against the Packers. Road favorite. You, you I mean, just have to. You have to have like a nightmare reaction. I'm like, oh no, we no no. They're at home. They're at home. Oh yeah, you're but, right. I, but I to be that. favored against the Packers, that's got a little shocking. Then you go right into a back-to-back road spot. Well, and at, this is this is when you don't want to play the Bucks, right? In Week Florida two? at Bucks, not prime time. Be muggy. Uh, also, tremendous strip clubs down there. Uh, not sure how Justin feels feels about those types of establishments. Then you have at Chiefs, obviously a tough spot there, although. Chiefs did lose to the Colts early in the season last year with Matty Ice. Uh, then you have the Broncos at home. Good to catch the Broncos at home and not on the road. Hmm. Look, uh, you're, I guess they're favored in two of these games. The Bears as a road favorite in Tampa does not strike me as the correct situation. That's there. a tough game. That's a tough game. I, 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 you know what? I don't want to say, J Mark, how are you feeling about this first four? Well, I will say if uh, with Rogers being gone, if the Packers come into town to uh, open the season and we lose, it's going to be probably the most heartbreaking thing because oh. the bears are really feeling like this is ours. Now this they bears waited Packers forever to finally get rid of Aaron Rodgers, And now, and then lose to Jordan love, Jordan love a lot of pressure. In. Then that, that feels like yeah. a tremendous amount of pressure. Tremendous. How many wins? Well, it's a, it, I mean, even, you know, even talking about in the Packers preview too, it is interesting because the Packers, what's their weakness is rushing defense. And that's the thing the the bears arguably do the best on their team. So yeah, they should win this. Sh- it should be a good game. I could see, you know, I had trouble uh, picking it. I think with the Packers preview as well, but what do you got them going here? Uh, Justin, you can't, you can't say three and one. Can you? I want to, cause I think they can take the Broncos. I think the bucks are still going to be putting it together, whether that's Baker or Kyle Trask. So I actually like them to win that, whether it's hot or not um, lose to the chiefs. Obviously that Broncos game is the one that I'm kind of on the fence, but new coaching staff. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to go two and two. I think they lose to the chiefs and Broncos back to back. I mean, I know, I know the Packers gave up a lot of yards on the ground, but Packers own the Bears until otherwise stated, and then you also have uh, Bucks, were a pretty good pass defense. I think that's just a bad spot too. The the the, the Chiefs are probably the worst defense when you. I mean, this is a tough what one and three. Can they beat the Broncos? Uh, yeah, I think that's actually a good time to play the Broncos. One and three. Okay, you got them going one and three. J Mark, you said two and two, right? Yeah, and I'll take a drink for the hate on the Bears there, Kramer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna put uh, J-, J Mark, you're gonna put J Mark in a coma here. Hopefully Ryan. you don't have a lot of plans this afternoon. Can I go two and two with this Bears team? They started out two and one last year, Ryan. There was some excitement uh early. They did uh do me a massive favor by beating the 49ers at seven point home dogs. Yes. That was beautiful in that rainy, rainy game. Maybe we get some weather here to help them out. Can I say they win two games? D Bettis says two and two. TJ saying zero oh and four. Noted <laughs> Packers fan, always fresh, never soggy. Two and two. Little ZD Mills, one and three with me. I'll go. I'll go two and two. Okay. Yeah, give me two and two. All right. At. Oh man. So TJ reminding us, he brought this up on the the show uh, with the Packers preview, but uh, the Bears scored twenty nine total points against the Packers last year. <laughs> Worth, worth noting. Uh, a lot uh, Aaron, of good, lot of good nuggets. Unfortunately, Aaron yeah. Rodgers not not a great uh, player last year. All right, then we uh, moving along in the schedule. We have at Commanders, which there is a, there seems to be a decent amount of steam. Um, and I'm going to save all the receipts of people who came after me. But it seems like the Redskins are back in play, fifty to one. The odds have been taken off the board. Who knows? But at Commanders on Thursday night, Vikings at home, Raiders at home, and then you have the at Chargers. 
on Sunday night football, which is the first leg of a back-to-back road spot. Obviously a road Thursday night game is never good. No. No, and and another defense that projects to be like they project to be pretty good on both sides of the ball, like rush and pass. Um you know, I I just here's here's my question about the Bears. Is will they be able to exploit defenses that are pretty bad against the pass but can can slow down the run? Well, and, and, and again, that, the Chargers, their weakness is stopping the run. Now, obviously, they've done some yeah. stuff, and if you want, stuff. well, I mean, they've they've tried to address it. Uh, and, and if you if you're going to play the Chargers in Los Angeles, is the place yeah. to play. I mean, that, that'll feel like a Bears home game. Uh, J Mark, what do you have them going here? Three and one. Three and one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They. I have them losing. Go ahead. I'll go ahead. Who do you think they lose to? I got them losing to the Vikings. I think they surprised the Chargers here. Um, okay. I think they're going to lose to the Vikings at home and take the Vikings when they're on the road. I'm going to have them going two and two. I do think they could uh, surprise the. Uh, I'm with you surprising the Chargers, and I think they can beat the Raiders at home. I think Thursday night is a tough spot. Now maybe they pull off the Vikings game because they have extra rest and they well, are at home. Vikings spot is a sandwich. Uh, Vikings have Kansas City week five, week seven they have San Francisco. So definitely a sandwich spot for the Vikings. Uh, I like I, I kind of like the angle of taking the Bears in that spot. Also worth noting the Chargers game uh, comes in an opportune time for the Bears as they uh, Chargers will be coming off the a, a stretch where they faced Dallas. Then the Chiefs, they face the the lowly Bears, and then they have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in prime time. So another bit of a, a relative lull for a team's schedule. So honestly, with those two potential wins and the Raiders being, I guess, conservatively hot trash this year, <laughs> we are every time the Raiders are uh, on the schedule thing. I'm like, well, that's a loss. Did I just get myself to three and one? Ooh, okay. Is that possible? But I'm I'm also sorry. Did you just say the lowly Bears? Yeah, well, the lowly, the both teams, the lowly Raiders, the lowly Raiders. I, I, I yeah, actually, he's he's doing a sip I, every time. I think he's finding reasons to get that uh, get that glass hit in the lips. It's getting thirsty. All right, so so Ryan, even as a hater, you're still you still got him four and four through the first eight. That's the thing, is th- this is a it's a weird team. It's a nice it's like, stretch for him. I think they I think they got a little bit better. I think regression's a little bit more towards their favor. I mean, they could win five more games than they did last year and just barely get over that seven and a half. So the the interesting team four and four feels about right. Like we're not buying too much into the hype being somewhat realistic here. J Mark got him five and three, even a, even a bears optimist has him has is stretching it to go six and two here. But what about the next quadrant, Ryan? All right. Next quadrant we have at so again back to back road spot here at Saints probably less home fans uh, than in Los Angeles at SoFi then you have the Panthers on Thursday night football Good at spot. home you have <laughs> at Lions and <laughs> wow two two cats does in a it row. work for both of them I think it does and at Vikings on Monday night football I I uh, oof, three road games out of four here. Uh, so essentially four road games and a five game stretch heading into their week 13 by that's, that's brutal. That's probably going to be a hold on and survive. I have them winning that chargers game. I'm not sure they get another one of the road games. So I'll go one and three. Okay. One and three J Mark. What are you doing here? There are three road games in this quadrant, uh, but you look yeah. at the look ahead spreads. I mean, they're five and a half point dogs against the lions. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that line. And to that point too, like, I think they, they this match the, up their offense matches up good against the lions defense. Cause the lions defense has, has trouble um, stopping the run as well. I mean, you saw what the Panthers did to them last year, but then on the flip side, I do think the bears defense on the road in Detroit, they could be um, the Jared Goff might have some fantasy points there that week. So Detroit is the, the, the week the play Detroit is the week before Thanksgiving mm. worth noting, but they will be coming off a Thursday night game. So mini buy uh, th- again, there's some rest edge stuff here for them, but I think those are just three tough road games for them. So you got them one and three there, Ryan, right? one and three. Okay. I'm, I'm going back and forth here between two and two and one and three. I'll hear J Mark's uh, case Ooh, before I, like I make this. my decision. 
Yeah, I'm going to take two and two. I, I like him to take both division games. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Monday night, we know how oh, he looks right. in prime time. That's right. Come on. I don't care if it's in Minnesota. Um, I think like the Vikings. <laughs> I think Vikings will beat us at home and we'll beat them on the road. I think we're going to split with them and the lions. So um, two and two here. That's classic uh, division knowledge, Ryan. <clears throat> well, they didn't split last year, but I, I'm kind of, I'm with <laughs> no, Jay Mark. They didn't split anything last year. I, I, I actually, I'm with Jay Mark. I think it's a uh, Packer sweep them and they split the rest. Okay. So what so did you, I, so what now you... that I, now that I've realized the Vikings game is in prime time, I think they could oh. win that. And then I think they can beat the Panthers at home on Thursday night. You got to get that win. So I'm going two and two. Okay. The, the obviously the Cousins prime time is a, is a big swing for me. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Kramer he, last five. He's gotten better in prime time for the record. Last All right, coming five, off, going into the last five. Coming off that you're, bye. you're five and seven. I'm six and six. J Mark seven and five. Kind of as I, as I'd predict. I, f- I feel like I went maybe went a little high in the middle section. I'm starting <laughs> to re- maybe maybe have me be two and two in the middle section, please. Really? Yeah, I think so. So you're Instead you're taking away we'll, your three. We'll, and we'll see how it goes. You you don't have to touch it yet. Okay. All right, last five right. Lions at home. Again, don't that should be outdoors. Positive situation for the Bears at Browns. That's going to be a really tough game for them. Uh, then you have Cardinals, Falcons, both co- again two more dome teams coming up to Chicago in the cold, and then at Packers. I think they lose the road games. I think they. Win against the Lions. Kyler could be back, but I, I think I'll give him two there. Yeah, I mean two and three. They're playing three dome teams, or sorry, yeah, three dome teams at home in December or late November. Like that is a dream scenario if you're a, if you're a Bears fan. Yeah. Winnable games. A uh, very very winnable game. So you you're going three and two, Kramer. Falcons are more of a cold winter weather identity team. <laughs> a lot of alphas. You said I just can't. Can't stop looking at Matt Collins. <laughs> oh, Matt Collins is a G. I was on that from day one. Three and two, Ryan. Two and three. Two and three. Okay, so two and three. What about you, J. Mark? Last five games. What do you What do you think here? Yeah, everybody's gonna mute me for this, but four and one. I'm not a believer in the Browns this year at it all. I'm a, not a it is a Watson good, believer. Yeah, it is a Go good ahead. time to finish. You have to know when to come. Oh, sorry. And Deshaun Watson, obviously, you know, finishing a touchy subject there. Wow. But yeah, four and one. <laughs> what do you, what, so who, who's the loss to? Oh, uh, I was going to say the Lions, but I think I already said they were going to split with them. So I have to switch that. But uh, let the loss to the Packers. We'll say the Packers. Yeah, there you go. That's normal. Close out the season in Lambeau. That feels right. All right. So I'm sitting at six and six here. Do I go three and two and be nine and eight on the Bears? Gross. Uh, I'm gonna go two and three. I because I don't think they're quite. Th- I think they're. I think the Bears are uh, you know, kids, you know, who uh, get held back a grade. It feels like that's what happened with this Bears team, wow, right? Like I, they were supposed to make oof. that jump last year to get up to eight and nine. That's what I predicted. This is the year. They get uh, okay. jump up to eight and nine. Get the I do like the over at seven seven and a half. I don't know. I guess it's probably not my one of my favorite win totals. Um, but I'm gonna go over eight and a half wins. Ryan at seven and ten. You're well, on hold the on. under. I, so I'm seven and ten. But you didn't switch the the three and one stretch no. to two and two. Switch that to two and two. Okay, so you're gonna be six and eleven. But then I think they. Uh, I think they maybe I need to upgrade the end of the season to three and two. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of still seven and ten. So a lot of movement just to get back to seven and that ten. That was as optimistic as I could get. Okay, and, and which I think, by the way, Browns backup quarterback maybe Watson isn't the guy. Josh Dobbs, we love Josh Dobbs. He's going to space. He's throwing the football. I I Real do think for me nine and eight. It, it, I would say their ceiling for this Bears team I think is ten and seven. You're not taking. What do you mean? You're taking the over? Uh yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on the over. He's I a think, smart better. You uh, yeah. sit in the office with me every day. I highlighted all the reasons <laughs> why this team didn't solve I, their defensive woes. It's close, but I do think they get uh, honestly it just comes down to that last final stretch. Those 5 games, they could be coming into the season, you know, that those last 5 games they could have 5 wins, even 4 wins and go like they seem like a team that it is going to not have a great most of the season, but those last four or five games, dude. I mean, at home against the Falcons, the Cardinals, 
it, it just it just sets them up to get over eight wins. I have them barely getting over. Obviously, you like the over here. Uh, J Mark, what about uh, what about the division, the conference? How high are you on this Chicago Bears team? I already placed a bet for them to win the oh, the division. Nice. Okay. So you got the Bears <laughs> plus four hundred to win the division. Uh, we also are all co-signing Bears getting a rushing touchdown every game at seventy to one. Mm, That's a. Uh, Get me off that one. Really? Uh, get me off that position. <laughs> okay. So, all right, Ryan shorting that. Ryan, as someone who's a hater, do you have any sort of uh, negative uh, Bears bets that you think are uh, worse? Well, so all right, so it, what are is there a version of this season where they they get away from Justin Fields, PJ Walker's the backup? Because if not, I I do kind of want to look at his interception props. Cause I do think they're going to, I, I believe they want to have him throw the ball more. And I also believe that he's not going to be get getting better at throwing the ball. Uh, his total is at 10 and a half, okay. 10 and a half interceptions. But the, I, I guess the wonky long shot angle is purely what, what if he, what if they do try to throw the ball a lot? And he throws the most interceptions in the league this year. Okay. He what's, has that, a what's that? Leash. What's that price? 30 to one. Okay. Give me Justin Fields most interceptions. I mean, what was the stat uh you had like led the fourth league most turnover worthy plays? Fourth most turnover worthy plays. He yeah. really has I mean, they're not going to replace him. Well, you, and again, if the defense if you don't think the defense is improving no. much, I think it's improved a little. But teams they, are going to be able to score a lot of points on the Bears. Well, and then they're going to be playing for playing from behind. That obviously sets you up for a bunch of pass attempts, which again, why I think he's interesting in fantasy. Interceptions don't necessarily hurt you that much. Um, I do like some of these fun division only bets, like oh. division leaders. Now you're looking at the NFC North division leaders. Obviously, Justin Fields is the favorite uh, at plus two fifty, which is kind of crazy that quarterback would be that. So, let's say they they scale back the Justin Fields running just a little bit, and let's say you know maybe Deonta Foreman gets banged up a little bit, whatever. But Khalil Herbert, uh -oh. all those advanced stats that we liked about Khalil Herbert, the Bears' offensive line, which is a good run blocking line, they have a decent season. Herbert gets a few more carries than people think. What do you think Khalil Herbert is just to lead the NFC North, Ryan? Is he ten to one? Sixty to one. What? Yeah. Wait, Khalil Herbert doesn't make sense. Yeah. Most rushing yards, NFC North, sixty to one. Is that because Detroit and Green Bay have potentially timeshares? So here are the other guys: Aaron Jones, Madison, Aaron Jones, three fifty, Madison, three fifty. Yeah. Which, again, is he? You know he filled in okay against for Dalvin Cook, but is he going to be the workhorse? David Montgomery plus four fifty, AJ Dillon plus seven hundred, Gibbs, uh, Jameer Gibbs, a rookie, ten to one. Deonta Foreman's twenty to one. Khalil Herbert sixty to one. I get why people are lower on him, but it's no. sixty to one. That Her feels Herbert crazy. shouldn't have worse odds than Foreman. Roshan Johnson's a hundred to one. What's Again, Fields? Uh, he's the favorite at, at plus two fifty. So this in this he's scenario, the best running back in the division. In this scenario, <laughs> they they run field slightly less. All the advanced stuff on Herbert comes true. That offensive line pushes people around. Uh, but it's a fun it's a fun long shot. Fun little pizza bet there. What about you, J Mark? Any other fun player props? I will be giving out some Robert Tunyon anytime touchdown, first touchdown uh, stuff at some point this season. I don't know when. There's no prices. The Robert Tunyon market has not hit the uh, hit you, the books yet. But do you want to? Uh, but you're definitely going to be firing on him. Uh, the fact that he's a second tight end uh, makes his price. It's going to be insane. His first touchdown against the Packers revenge game. Dude, you know, coaches go out of their way to do that. When former like a, player, it's like a hit dude, he's going to be like 40 to one for first touchdown. It's like a hit radio station. Uh, DJ. <laughs> I just play the hit playing all the hits. I mean, come on, Robert Tunyon's going to get a touchdown and we're going to cash in Kramer uh, or sorry, J Mark, any other, any other props you like uh, for your uh, Chicago bears? Yeah, I'm taking over receiving yards and receiving touchdowns for Cole Komet. Ooh, uh, I know okay. Kramer mentioned. Yeah, I know Kramer mentioned he got overpaid, but Ooh. really, 
after this year, in the next three years, they only owe them 12 mil. So that's oh. pretty easy to cut if they need to. And <laughs> if you you really, really, wait, you already want to cut them? <laughs> no, I'm just, Cause, just, I'm just cause saying it's a very team friendly contract because they got the money this year. And so he feels like he's getting paid. But after this year, if things aren't working out and it looks like he's not going to be their guy, they can cut him without losing too much. Okay. Now, what about uh, what? What are the price on uh, those two there? The the receiving uh, touchdowns and receiving yards. <laughs> um, I think they're the minus one ten. Last I looked, oh, no, I thought he like, was like uh, how many? Do you know what the number is for touchdowns? I think it was six and a half. Okay, might have been five and a half, but I think it was six and a half in receiving yards. I think he was at five fifty. Right. Either way, you're 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 in on the Cole Komet train. Justin Fields MVP eighteen to one. Are you buying? Me no no. Justin, I, I want to say yes, but <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I just can't. I I didn't even mention it. The other thing I like that they did was bring in PJ Walker because I think he can win you games if Fields gets hurt, which oh, we wow. know with these running quarterbacks they miss games. Yeah, um, much better replacement than Trevor Simeon. He fits the offense better. He fits the scheme better, and I think he can win you a couple games if he has to. Oh boy. All right, he's he's hurting <laughs> Justin Fields. He's trading Cole Komet, cutting Cole. I know Komet. we don't he's, we don't bet on injuries, right? He's uh, no, yeah. I mean, Justin's a realist. You know, he 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 dealt with that ninety three million dead cap. He's already <laughs> looking at the future, going, all right, this might this deal might not be uh, great. So yeah, crash, get scrap. This. I, I I do think there is a. Uh, like, like I, I, if you believe Ryan Poles is the guy, which he's had a couple questionable decisions, but yeah. if you believe he's the guy, it does seem like they're they're objectively going to be a better team this year than they were last year, and they should be on the right path. But I just don't. I mean, three wins, the seven and a half. That's a, that should be a bigger story. I'm not seeing. Yeah, the no, headlines. it is. It is. Uh, yeah. Well, we're making headlines here today, Ryan. ZD Mills um, trying to find a price on them to go zero and six in the division again. The only real no. difference he says is DJ Moore. Is he worth six wins? Kramer, where did you get the uh, league leading interception? What uh, what outlet? That was DK. Okay, because Black Kirk Cousins is saying he saw it as a uh, nine to one on um, Fanduel. So shop around. Really? There. I'm yeah, looking at it right now. He's. <laughs> Thirty to one to lead the league in intercept. So you're saying we should we should get down on that right now, live. Ooh, that one makes. I, I mean, again, are they? Maybe they're going to pass more. Maybe maybe he's going to. He maybe he'll progress, or maybe he won't. I and I, the other thing you should look for is Bears to give up the most points. I don't think that. I think that's still. Are you adding that to your card officially, Ryan? I, I don't have a price for you, so I, don't, I I wouldn't feel good about putting it on there. But yeah, if you can find a Bears to give up the most points. I, I like it. Look at the look at they they play the Vikings and the Lions a couple. Th- like there's going to be some NFC North shootouts this year, Sean. Bears uh, will be on the wrong side of them. I don't think I can do pods with Ryan anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, um, I, I, I I'm I'm rooting for you though. I'm rooting as for the, you. As the hopeful fan, the one thing I can say about their defense: Do they have a ton of huge names? No, probably not. But. Um, Coach Flus has said they're going to lean even more into that cover two that oh. almost mirrors Lovey Smith's. Edmonds is going to play the mic like Erlocker did. Is he Erlocker? No, he's not. But uh, Edwards is going to play the will. And I just think there's a scenario where they fit into that bend, don't break. I mm. think teams are going to be able to put up a lot of yards, but inside that 20, they're really going to crack down on them. Um, again, that's the the hopeful fan coming at you, but <laughs> best just case scenario, into, Ben, don't break. <laughs> that's right. I like I like Re- your optimism. Reading into it, like I just feel like they're going to be able to mirror that a little bit. It's not the same team; they don't have the same playmakers. But those teams that Brian Urlacher was on, they didn't have any like dominant pass rushers either. But they were still a really good defense. For the record, I was a massive Lance Briggs guy. Mm. I can be a Bears fan when they uh, don't. Peanut suck. Tillman. <laughs> Great, great guy yeah. as well. Uh, great bear. All right, time for everyone's favorite part of the show, where we announce our MLD, aka most likely DGen, aka a hypothetical player we might think uh, will get busted for gambling on the NFL while being in the NFL. Ryan, do you want to start? I'm happy to start. Okay, who do you I got? hope I don't take anyone? Because uh, I'll be pissed not, if you pick. Not me. only. Is this guy? We already discussed him. He was a okay. 
not on my list. Topic of situation where he was part of a bad trade. Ooh. He goes by oh, an amazing oh. nickname, Mapletron. Love that name. And if you remember, if you remember last year, there was a moment, it might have been two years ago, where he was celebrating a victory. It might have been his first touchdown. I don't know what it was, but he was celebrating a victory with his teammates on the Steelers. And I believe it was um, one of the grown ass men on the defensive line uh, was passing around lippers. And he threw in a lipper for the first time. So he's willing to try new things. Mm. Hashtag digits. While, while being interviewed by the reporters that he kind of was like, hey, this is some loud shit guys. I need some space. <laughs> I might throw up here. It's a great clip. So if you're willing to try that in a locker room with cameras rolling, you're influenceable by your teammates. Well, I have a feeling this is a team based in Chicago. Gambling's legal commonplace. Chase Claypool is going to find him himself into a a dicey situation. Here's the problem: Chase Claypool also dumb enough. We thought we highlighted this, right? He's a, he's a, he he took a lipper that he had never tried before with live cameras rolling, and so all, <laughs> influenceable, also dumb. How do you not know as a grown man who played football your whole life that that shit will fuck you up? <laughs> It'll put you on your and ass. And you took an offensive a defensive lineman size wad into your lip. So I am going off of purely judging the, this book by that one cover. I'm going to say Chase. Not only that, but it, for receivers, it could be a good move. I mean, Calvin Ridley is coming back. Everyone's thinking of how sexy he looks. Wide receivers <laughs> yeah, don't go out of style. Off, hey, all of a sudden, you get a bigger deal. Yeah, so no, no wear and tear on your legs. Get in a couple parlays. Yeah, call it a vacation. Come back, be yes, the sexy sir. girl. <laughs> Chase Claypool, MLD. Uh, Justin. Uh, first off, what what can people expect from the old fashioned uh, football podcast? What can they expect when they subscribe to that? Assuming they haven't already subscribed. Yeah, we're talking fantasy football year round in the off season. We get prepped for auction drafts, and then during the season we do waiver wires, and then throughout all year we're drinking whiskey, doing whiskey <laughs> reviews. We've oh, had yeah. uh, we've had distillers on to kind of talk about their process. Um, we've had distillers on talking about their favorite football team. And we were running a listener league in one of the distillers we had on from keepers heart. She's actually going to be in the league because she's in an all women's fantasy football league and wanted to, wanted to try auction leagues out. So, um, yeah, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. Oh, I love that uh, tagline. Great, That's a great, great, tagline. Uh, great slogan. Who are you nominating for MLD here? Well, Kramer stole mine. Oh, uh, that's okay. You should have let the guests <laughs> go first. <laughs> that's okay. I was also going to add, you know, he's in France doing his fashion shows. Oh. This guy that likes the look at me type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that might even buy into that more. Um, so just as a backup, I was going to say Cole Komet cause he got paid. Might as well spend some mm -hmm. of that cash. He's got a lot, lot of money. And he's dating the yeah. he's, he, and his sister's dating a Packer. <laughs> yeah, or third string quarterback Nathan Peterman. Oh, just I mean, so that <laughs> now now I'm going to stop you right there because I am pounding the table for Nathan Peterman to be the MLD for the Chicago Bears. How do these guys get busted right for gambling outlier behavior? Uh oh. What is the most outlier of outlier behavior than by throwing five interceptions in one half of a football <laughs> game? If that isn't a red flag that the fix is in, that you might be partaking in something. Uh Nathan Peterman, all in on him. Again, I'm wa I've watched uh the highlights or lowlights of this five interception performance. It's in one half. The fact that they kept him in for that for that entire half was cruel. Um, but I I if you tried to throw five interceptions intentionally, you would it would be tough to do a better job than what Nathan. Another Peter moment did. where the NFL was trying to hold Tyrod Taylor down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and next they're going to stab him with a needle. Yeah, so Jesus. I think you give Justin Herbert a shot. <laughs> Hashtag of, free Tyrod. Yeah, lots of questions here. So Nathan Peterman is, of course, my MLD. Uh, recapping the bets, Kramer's got him going seven and ten. I'm eight and nine. J Mark eleven and six. I like Khalil Herbert to lead the NFC North uh, in rushing at sixty to one. That's a fun long shot. Uh, rush touchdown every game, seventy to one. Uh, me and J Mark are on that. We're both over on on the over seven and a half. Kramer obviously on the under. Also throwing out Fields most interceptions, thirty to one for Kramer. And J Mark likes the over on uh, receiving touchdowns and yards for Cole Komet. Anything else to add? No. That's about I got it. one more thing. Oh, one what more else thing you got? To add. 
So these fantasy football sites such as Sleeper and whatnot, they're a little like the books where they're predicting how things are going to be, right? Justin Fields is currently the fourth projected quarterback as far as points. Um, so read into that as you will, but mm. I think they're expecting not only for him to run as well, but also pass a little bit more and have success there. I, the fantasy community is high on Justin Fields, just yes. like they were high on Trey Lance. Just like they'll be high on the next guy that. <laughs> well, I mean, Justin Fields was really good I at was fantasy last year. Anthony Richardson. I'm just saying. I was never high on Trey Lance. Just for the record, this fantasy community was not. <laughs> <laughs> what well, Justin Justin Fields like that 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 was the perfect storm, right? Horrible defense and willingness to not give a fuck. Yep. That's what you need. That's all you need. Hey, make sure you give J Mark a follow on Twitter at J Mark Football. Love that he's got football right there in the name. Subscribe to the old fashioned football podcast, Whiskey Fantasy. What more could you want? Of course, uh, subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Toss us a nice five star rating review. Uh, sign up for our Patreon, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, stacking the money green, and he's Ryan. It is August, which means draft day is almost here. Couple weeks, August 17th, 24 hours. J Mark will be there. Check it out. Kramer, let it ride.